The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, everybody, welcome back to another special edition of The Pod Has Spoken. This is our off-season limited series of the Netflix rewatch of Micronesia, one of the all-time classic seasons. And we are here with one of the all-time classic Survivor contestants, Sari Fields. Sari. How are you? Stop it. You have me at hello. You don't have to do all that. Right? <laughs> I don't but have to butter going. you up. <laughs> oh, we're good. We got a lot more butter to put on you here this entire Great. episode. Just like a Thanksgiving turkey. I feel yep. it. <laughs> and uh, also our uh, forever co-host, Riley McAtee. Riley, how are you? I already commented on your lack of beard and shorter <laughs> hair. Uh, so I won't do that again. But uh Yep. Well, that might have been a week ago for the people listening to this, depending on when they roll out these episodes. But uh, yeah, it's just been two hours for us. So still a lack of beard. Hasn't grown in yet. Your beard hasn't grown in after two hours? No, no, it doesn't quite grow in that fast. Little baby face, Riley. I don't know how much Riley. trust I have for the beardless. So I'm, I'm put it out there. That's Riley. what I'm saying, right? <laughs> that makes it less trustworthy. I feel yes, like because it's... it's- yeah. Why? Make Something your argument, Riley. Slippery about. I just feel like a beard. It's like like a beard is usually kind of like evil. I think. No. No. no I mean, all. in the maybe in the fifties or something. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he went. Riley's twelve. He now it's the know opposite. That <laughs> I like untrustworthy. I had a pair of like three-year-old twins at the jumping gymnasium. I had my daughters there. These twins come up to me out of all people with my beard, my long hair, everything. And they're like, hey, do you know a human named Hannah? She's our nanny. And I was like, oh, (laughs) you guys are lost? And you chose me as the guy to come to? Exactly. I got them. I found their nanny. Totally not a problem. I went to the front, had her paged, everything. But Riley, here's the thing. The beard, the hair, the unkemptness shows (laughs) a confidence in not caring what other people think and just doing you. And uh, also, uh, you know what? Maybe a little, I don't know. It equals laziness. comfort. It equals comfort. Type. It equals see, comfort. See, this is why I exactly. don't have it. Because I'm I'm more comfortable without it. 
And yeah. you're right. I don't I don't care about the Preach peer pressure out, that you guys are laying on. So I'm just <laughs> doing me. Well, That's exactly we don't trust what you. I'm doing. We don't trust you. And if I was a three year old lost in a jumping gymnasium, I would not approach you. And you okay. couldn't be in our alliance, unfortunately, Riley. Yeah. Sorry. Yep. Sorry, bud. All right. Well, now I'm yep. going to have to consider it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Over the last week and a half, I have watched the entirety of Survivor Micronesia on Netflix. And it is, I believe, the first season of Survivor I ever watched as well. Wow. So this is a rewatch for me. Okay. Um, while I was going through casting for my original season, mm-hmm. casting, I, wasn't, I was not a Survivor watcher at that point casting as soon as they called me and were like, hey, we're interested. Watch Survivor Micronesia. We're going to, they overnighted me the DVDs of the season. The DVDs. Wow. Yeah. And that's how I they watched Survivor Micronesia. <laughs> I know I am, but it's in standard definition. Everybody knows it was a while ago. All right. And I have to say, uh, and Riley said this this morning, the season is much better I never remembered it being bad or anything, but as I watched it, I was like, this is a really good season with really good characters, great gameplay, twists and turns, kind of have has it all. And I was keeping notes on the few people that we're interviewing from the season, Usury mm-hmm. being one of them. And uh, there's so much to get into. It's just like, there's some historic moments there. And uh, this was your second time on the season. Second time around. One well, of the second best time on the me. show, yes. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you get a call to go back. Do you know that there's going to be fans on the show? Do you, what was your understanding of the season before you hit the beach day one? Did you have any inkling of anything? So, you know, we, we go here at our podcast, our, <laughs> see, I didn't insert it It's myself. ours. You were here last um, <laughs> season. You're here now. Yes, ours. We keep it a buck, right? So keeping it a buck, when I got to pre-Ponderosa area, you know what that mm-hmm. is, um, you could see a definite split in teams, so to speak, right? Because I never get the pre-game stuff. I don't know. Right. I got I have a phone, you know, I just don't get the calls. I'm telling you, Sarib, they're out to get us. I don't get the calls either. And that means <laughs> they have all been talking about you. Exactly. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So you could see, even though, you know, the silence was maintained and the um, non-communication in any type of way was maintained, you could just see, like, that was a group over there and that was a group over there. And here I am by myself. In the middle. But that's with just the, that's just with the favorites, right? Or were the fans at pre-Ponderosa with you? Right, this is just with the favorites. No, the fans were not So where did you think the rest of the cast was? What, did you know you were going against new players? I didn't know it was going to be that. I didn't even know the title because unlike a lot of people, I'm just so thrilled to go and to be there. I, they call and say, as soon as I see the block number, because typically that was the only block number number I was getting. Private yeah, it says number. private number. I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, I got the call. So I yeah. don't, you know, I don't research anything. I don't know where we're going. I don't know what the theme is going to be. I just show up. Yeah. And will that continue into the future? Nah, I'm going to do a little bit. <laughs> I will show up. <laughs> but you'll show up. You're going you're gonna to keep showing up. The, uh, so, Riley, <sighs> uh, for you not in the know, uh, 
every January, February, uh, us returning survivor players start getting a little edgy and every <laughs> phone call we look at it. And if it is a marked as a private number, you know, mm-hmm. that it's someone in casting calling yeah. you. And there's only one reason they're calling you. Yeah. Typically. Hey, hey, Cerise. So, uh, I'm sure you know what this is about. What's your availability from like, I don't know, May 16th to the end of June? And and this is a live call, Riley. This is how it goes. I'll go. Yeah. And me, <laughs> I, like to, my answer. <laughs> I like to play hard to get more. So I'm like, let me check with Rachel and see what I got going on. And then I'll uh, let you know. Mm. And then I give him a couple days. Uh, I'm going to have to take that on next time. If there yeah. is a next time. <laughs> and Tyson, I can't oh. wait. I can't wait to call you from a block number. I uh, thought maybe about have, have one of my friends call you from a block number and see if that's blocked. really how you react. Private. Not it'll be blocked. private. It'll private. say private number. So and, uh, <laughs> we'll see if that's really, if you really play hard to get or if you're jumping at the opportunity. I got a suspicion that, that you'll be a little more excited than you're letting on. No, you call me, Riley. You, you'll see. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I actually had an idea, Sari. You tell me if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. As a prank to my survivor nemesis, <laughs> I'm already to call <laughs> from a during casting while I know casting is happening in California to call them from a private number mm-hmm. or have someone that's voice doesn't sound like mine. Right. And be like, hey, yo, I just want to let you know that, you know, you're in the running for this next season. Fly yourself out to California. We'll reimburse you and show up to the Doubletree in Santa Monica. We'll reimburse you for everything. We'll see you there. Can we edit Funny? this out? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put them on notice. Edit this out and go for it. I think it's genius, Tyson. That's a I, that's been a decade, but I've been thinking about like, oh, do I call somebody from <laughs> Heroes versus Villains and be like, hey, it's show up? Evil. Because like, who would you call? Many, I can't say that, but what percentage of Survivor contestants are getting a flight overnight you know, to get there knowing on. they're getting reimbursed. Like 90 percent, like right? 99.9 percent. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> they and the a beauty house at the double tree for no uh, reason. <laughs> <laughs> While casting's going on, and casting's like, what are you hey, doing the here? They're like, you told me. On. Somebody, somebody wow. told me to come. That would be genius. We have to get this out of here so you can if you do it. <laughs> <laughs> It would be so evil because, I mean, not only do they waste their time, it's also a joke against casting (laughs) and they waste all that money on that flight. There's just so much to it. Right? (laughs) But now I know how your mind works. I got to watch you. Yeah. No, you don't. You're on my team. (laughs) Okay, good. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So uh, with that out of the way, I mean, that was probably very important stuff. Uh, We move into Micronesia, our rewatch. And like you said, at pregame Ponderosa, you're there for about a week with the favorites only. So they're keeping the fans and favorites uh, separate. Right. And you're already seeing this rift where you're in right. the middle of the, the showman's uh, group of right. Ozzy, Amanda, Parv, and James. James, right. Versus the Penner, Yao. Yao, fair play. Penner, um, Yao, fair play. Yep. Uh, that's probably some other Liza, people. Liza. Liza. Oh, Liza. And Amy. Amy. And Amy. Yep. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And so at that point, before game had even started, uh, just because you mentioned it, are you 
picking a side? Are you feeling one way more than the other? Are you happy that you're in the middle there and able to choose and kind of like, because I think swing vote, honestly, now that you've probably played enough times, is a nice spot to be in because unless both those groups get together and are like, let's equalize this for both sides, that which never happens, you're not on the bottom. You're, mm-hmm. they're both coming to you with pitches and you mm-hmm. know, you're safe for at least a little while. Right. Right. So here's the gotcha, gotcha with our situation. Um, one, I wasn't, I was so, I don't know, not in the right mindset because I was, I felt left out. So I saw this group, the showman's yeah. group, and that group, and I saw they were together in a sense without anybody and this is pre-game so obviously there had to be some conversations that i was not included in so that made me feel some type of way like damn i didn't get the call on either side so no i wasn't thinking like damn this is a perfect spot for me to be in i was kind of feeling like damn i'm the one out in the cold by myself yeah well i'm gonna tell Um, you these new school kids if you go back they hide that way better They've Uh, all talked about you. They're just going to hide it from you. (laughs) It's smarter because it does put you on notice. Like, damn, you, you can almost already pick out the alliances, right. And the ones you need to destroy or pick off in in a sense. So no, I wasn't, I did it then, but I do now appreciate what a great spot it is to be in as the swing vote. Right. Right. So I learned obviously (laughs) that it was, prime property real estate that I was sitting on. And here I'm feeling bad for myself. Yeah. And I think uh, I was in a similar situation in blood versus water where Mm -hmm. I felt like there were some pregame stuff that I wasn't privy to that was going on without me. And I was on the outs completely, but a few different sides were kind of vying for my loyalty. And I was like, Oh, this is not bad, which Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I feel like pregame can definitely help people, but it can also definitely hurt people. And it's like a double-edged sword. So uh, we spend the first couple episodes uh, with you kind of like, which direction do I go? Who, which side do I go? Floating, feeling it out. I I think it's beautiful. And Penner (laughs) convinces himself that you have to be with him. Like it's crazy in the way... Like I've seen so Penner do this a couple we times. Get to talk about this, Tyson, because I've never <laughs> got the opportunity to say, of all people, I would have expected him who jumped ship in the game from right. this. You should understand my position more than anybody else. And he took on the stance that, listen, not without a conversation. Now I'm gonna keep it a buck. I told you. We yep. did have a conversation. And at that point of us having a conversation, our little bonding older person moment, I did feel like, damn, the young people over there might get on my nerves way too much. I don't know if I could do this. Penner, you looking, you and your group are looking pretty damn attractive. However, mm-hmm. once I talked to more of the group and they See, they didn't get their stories together. If they had gotten their stories together and all been on one accord in the same page, I might have gone with that group. But when I talked to Amy and Eliza, they were like, yeah, we'll get rid of Penner tomorrow. We, we just want you, we need you to come on outside so we can get this first vote and then we can get Penner next. We don't trust him. So if y'all are not trusting each other right. already, I don't want to be a part of a group that don't even, 
listen, um, is it him or is it me? Next? I don't know. Or you just use me for the vote. And that's what swayed me the other way. OK, yeah. No, and that makes sense, because why go Penner's direction with that group if they're going to just vote him out? And then now you're in a minority group with or is that and the leaving. Truth? Are yeah, you really going to vote him out or right. you just need me for the vote? Like you, it's too scattered over here. Over here, right. they knew exactly what they wanted. They knew welcome with open arms. We all one big kumbaya. They're a little yep. bit younger. I can probably work some magic over here. It looked more attractive on the other side. However, okay. I thought Penner, who is the king of changing his damn mind, would yes. have understood. I changed my mind. Right. And he from my standpoint as a viewer, he seemed like he had convinced himself that yeah. your only correct move was to stick with him. Exactly. And he had talked to you like that, which I was like, <laughs> all you're doing is driving her away further. If you were like, I respect your decision and it's all love. Exactly. Maybe you, you would have. Yeah. You're going to no. fight. That's not going to work. So it's this huge fight. And I love, like, I do not remember Sari uh, raising her voice. Like the first time I watched and knowing you, how I know you, I don't remember that. And so when Penner got all over you and you like came back at him, I was like, yes, because mm -hmm. Penner, like, uh, why is he on a high horse about this? And anytime exactly. you try to force your opinion of how the game should go on someone else, that's game over for you. Like that person is never trusting you. Listen, Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan. Look, see, he brought Jonathan. It back so we're talking strongly. to you right I'm talking now. Talking to you right now, Penner. No, <laughs> any just in my personal life period, I am very pliable. I'm very mm -hmm. easy to go along with. I'll dab. I'll change. I'll go with. I'll do pretty much anything. Okay. Of my own free will. Right. If, in fact, my pet peeve, my Achilles heel is being, if I feel that you're forcing me to do anything, anywhere, anytime, complete transformation. I am a completely, totally different person. I don't do that. Don't, right. I'll, I'll explain it to me. Make me understand. I may see it this way. I, you can get me to see it your way. But if you think if you're going to twist my arm strong on me, force me to enter anything, never going to happen. That's the quickest way to lose me in any relationship, work relationship, right. friendship, boyfriendship, podcast ship, whatever. Don't force me into anything. Right. All of it. That's uh, and that's Period. how. Yeah. I mean, and Pen Penner's been guilty of that multiple times. I, I don't know mm. why, like. He's, yeah, he uh, was salty. It was a man. He was mad, mad, mad. Yeah, mad. he was real mad. <laughs> <laughs> so you chose the other side, which was the showmances, mm -hmm. which was how did that feel? I've never been on a season where I've heard like uh, sounds going on in the shelter at night. Is that? No, you did. <laughs> I did, but is that how it was? Was it uncomfortable? Was it like whatever? Like it wasn't what? that. <laughs> okay, okay. It wasn't that uh, audible. Okay. So to speak. I mean, you might have heard a little here or there, but not, okay. <laughs> <laughs> not to that degree. You know what it is? It's, it's just like, I guess, to me, it's no difference than being in, like when you were in high school and 
you didn't have a boyfriend and your friend had a boyfriend, your other friend had a boyfriend, but y'all all hung out together. Right. And sometimes there was some PDA. Only thing, they brushed their teeth in high school, I hope, and maybe had a shower. Here, it was just a little bit more disgusting because you know how they smell and you know right. that they haven't brushed their teeth in so many days. So other than that, it seemed like, you know, being in a group from high school, if you were okay. single. I okay. wasn't the single one, just so you know. Yes. No. <laughs> Not in high school. Uh, but on the show you were on the show, you were, yeah, you were the the fifth person there. Uh, so the other standout points of the show, uh, early on, before we get into like the real bulk of everything that's happened was you went to exile with Kathy. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Kathy was cool too. Kathy was cool. I met her one time in crossing. And the only thing I could remember about her was that she cried a lot. So I was just like, you're the lady that cried the whole time. And she's like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Kathy was like a, a, a soccer mom type, right? That yeah. she, even though this was my second time, I was Kathy the first time, right? I was the, not necessarily the football mom that probably really shouldn't have been there. <laughs> but for whatever reason, Kathy, Kathy saw something in us and said, come on out and play this game of Survivor. So I kind of felt that from Kathy. The only thing I didn't cry, you know, I'm not a crier so much, but she and I had a lot in common. And then for both of us losers, not jokingly losers to go to exile Island together, it was like the perfect relationship. I, I didn't. Okay. It was better than being with somebody who knew everything, so yes. to speak. And I didn't Somebody mind. who was going to force you on a canoe out into the middle of exactly. the ocean. Oh, you heard about that. That Now, that I turned into pin on that one. I was mad about that, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, I, yes. Yes. Okay. It was better than that. Exactly. Okay, good. Well, we're going to move right into it right now then. <laughs> because you're with this group. You've chosen sides. Right. Right. And- uh, I forget, is this after the merge already or is this still pre-merge? Riley, do you remember? This, this is, I think this was pre-merge. When you start, so pre, when you start pointing out Ozzy's arrogance. Wait a minute, it was pre-merge? You sure? I don't because think so. I think it was right after the merge. Yeah, right because all merge those time. other people, we, we needed volunteers. How it well, started was, I, it was volunteers yeah, to Ozzy got voted boat. out after the merge, but I yeah. can't remember if this I think this was after the merge because I yeah. don't remember okay. those other people being there when we got back to right. talk to. Yeah. Right? So, so Ozzy, and this is also cr- crazy to me. I put myself in Ozzy's position and think, okay, I'm going to force Suri, who does not <laughs> want to be in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> to come to the middle of the ocean with me when there's already other people going to the middle of the ocean with me, I don't even need necessarily Sari to be on that boat in that moment. Well, in Ozzy's defense, I don't know that he knew. Now, maybe he planned to go to the middle of the ocean from the beginning, but I don't know that he knew that I would volunteer to be on that boat because it was under the guise of, we need, you know, we had to leave from the back beach when we okay. went to tribal or challenges or whatever. And they always wanted us to paddle that boat out. So we would have to put that boat like sometimes when they were nice, they would let us just bring the boat into our camp as long as we agreed to put it back there for to the walkout. Okay. So 
they needed us to put the boat in the back beach. And they were like, who's going to help put the boat? And whenever, you know, being on Survivor, you don't want to be the person not to help with anything. So when they asked for the help, I said, of course, I'll help. Not knowing this may have been his plan. So I don't think Ozzy knew I would definitely be on the boat. But once I was on the boat, he was still foolish enough to force us to go out there. Right. And you let it be known that you did not want to be out there, but they seemed to, at that point, just like say, oh, it's okay. And, and, and then you use that moment to kind of start pushing things against Ozzy. Well, I wasn't the only one that didn't really want to go. Like the rest of the people on the boat didn't want to go either, but they yeah, didn't nobody want to do chores. Anything. Nobody exactly. wants to You're do chores. You're making us work hard for no reason, for your right. good look on TV. And that's exactly verbatim what he said. He was like, you know how great this is going to look on TV? But Ozzy's a different Ozzy from then to now, because I like Ozzy now. Back then, I was so crazy about him. And we talked about that. We already worked it out, kissed and hugged and everything. But um, even Amanda, who was his boo thing at the time, was like, damn, I don't really want to go out here either, Ozzy. And that's when he put the spotlight on himself like Ozzy's for self. And I just capitalized off of it. Okay. Yeah. Everybody kind of recognized it, but you're the one that like voiced it, got everybody really thinking about it (laughs) and then moved forward from there. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. And then you get sent to exile by yourself. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> How did that feel? Was that better to be by yourself and like be alone from everything? I Because I think when I'm out on Survivor, <laughs> the only thing I want is to be by myself. But you can't afford to be by yourself because then everybody's scheming against you. But if you're on exile, you're just kind of forced to be there and you just have to deal with like, okay, I guess this is how the cards fall. I'll just like make the most of my time alone <laughs> and... Uh, well, for me, Tyson, I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't like to be in the dark by myself. <laughs> so it was a, some solace to just like having a little bit of a mind break, but you, you can't because I'm constantly thinking, what are they doing? Or is somebody there like me turning to others against me? And then right. I have to spend these nights by myself. It was the most boring existence i i'm sure the camera people ever saw on exile and just for me in general I, yeah i could have done without that so you talk about being alone uh in the dark but then you also talk about the camera people tell the viewers because i think every experience is a little bit different when they go to exile and what the cameras are doing and not doing what are these camera guys doing are they making you feel as alone as possible while being present are they filming long shots are they chit-chatting with you or not at all So there's one person uh, for me, in my experience, there was one person and he had a nice comfy tent over there. I could see him 
through the light in his tent with a book reading. <laughs> I'm over here like freezing. I'm starving for any conversation who would not say one word to me, completely ignore me. I was truly exiled. Um, okay. So it was not like a fun experience. They didn't, you know, he, he just watched what I did, which was nothing. So it was just as boring for him as it was for me. Yeah, I I think in general, that's pretty much the play from production is to, if you're alone, they want to make you feel as alone as possible. Well, I wanted to go back to like, was it, Sri, was it weird at all? Like when you get there and you have all these favorites from past seasons, but a lot of them had like connections, right? You, there are like a few people from the Cook Islands, a few people from China, but you're the only one from your season. So is that like, does that play into like the dynamics at all? Well, it had already, that kind of is kind of what presented itself at the pre-Ponderosa, right? You could see the pre-relationships. And the worst part of it was when I went, I might have been maybe a couple weeks or more than a couple weeks, but China was playing. So I had no idea the outcome of China or the relationship that Amanda and James had. I just remember, oh, they were on China right before I left, right? So, yeah, you could see that there were pre-relationships, um, but to the, what extent, mm, I didn't know. Because once you leave the game, well, for me, and I can only go by my experience, once I leave the game, yeah, I may call a person once or twice or maybe send a text, but life goes on. And I didn't make, even though I love Aris to death and Shane is my guy, we didn't really, and they're on a whole separate coast than I am. I didn't hang out with them. I didn't see them for ever. So I don't know if that's the same type of relationship y'all have, or you're just coming together now, or you guys open for a new part. I didn't know what it was. And I didn't give it. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't have any preconceived notions because I might have went in the wrong direction overthinking it. And, uh, we went over this earlier with Eric. I on Heroes versus Villains. You were on Heroes versus Villains. For they had Russell seconds. out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was on 10, 10 <laughs> seconds. They had they had Russell out there, and we didn't know Russell. We hadn't seen any right. of his season at that point. And they, t- right. I remember them telling us he's here for a reason, and right. he's on the Villains tribe. So just right. take that, and that's what and, they gave us. Did they right. give you any information in Micronesia about Amanda and James? Uh, production didn't pull you guys aside not and say one anything. word. Okay. Not one word. I didn't even know they were there until I saw them. And then once I saw them, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, they're on right now. And that was it. Okay. What did what did Amanda and James say? Like, did they tell you, like, oh, here's what happened? Nothing. That was smart of mm. them not to tell us how. Well, let me see. I said us. Me. Yeah. <laughs> because I do think they, Amanda may have told Parvati how things ended up in China. But I did not know how, you know, the James went home with the two idols and yeah. Amanda couldn't talk. I didn't get any of that. Do you think if, if like, you had known that Amanda had made final tribal council, because Amanda didn't know at that point whether she'd won or lost China, but if she, she mm, believed she'd won. She, oh, it would have been If she'd been like, difference. I made it to the end and I might have won, like, would it have been like, we got to get her out of here? Or? I'm glad that I didn't know that because, yeah, if I knew that I'm sitting next to a person who just sat in a final, whether they won or lost, yeah, I would definitely be gunning for her. Definitely. Okay. I could be sitting next to a millionaire already. 
So why yeah. did, and what did you do? There's something great about you that you made it to the end already. So I'm going to let you take my spot in the end. No, you have to go. Yeah. So wait a second here, Sari. <laughs> We find ourselves on season 50 together. Tyson. I've, I've been a finalist. I've been in the finals. I've won the game. But here's the difference. Okay, good. Here's the difference, good. Tyson. I'll believe anything you say. You tell me right facts now. Facts is all facts. You have me and you let me know and see and feel that you have me to the end. And mm-hmm. I don't feel any little sneaky because I have a sixth sense. You're going to find out real soon. I do have a sixth sense. Yeah. Any kind of there's no evidence coming up from the other cast that Tyson said this or Tyson kind of hinted that you might be. Once we're locked, I'm locked to the end. Check all okay. my seasons. The person that locked me from the beginning, from day one to that locked me from the beginning on all of my seasons that I got to play for a long time, not heroes versus villains. Mm-hmm. Won the game with my yeah. assistant. Yeah, Sari, I told I already told you last time <laughs> you were on the podcast. My the bulk of my plan on Heroes versus Villains was to get to the merge and meet up yeah, with you and convince you that we were each other's ride or die, and that we would be so unsuspecting together that we would be able to work our angles from both sides. Well, don't give too much away. Season fifteen. I don't. But wait, but there, wait a sorry. second. Wait a second. <laughs> would you play again, though, Tyson? Uh, let me turn it on you. Would you? Then you get to call the private number. Mm, <laughs> no. no, he's just playing hard to no, get. No, no. I honestly, I listen. I'm going to go out there. All these new school players are going to have fun conversations about me. I know I'm on the bottom from day one. Mm. They want me gone. They don't want me to build up any more legacy than I already have. I've already had a great storyline on survivor what yeah. do i have to prove on the show this is true this is the this only, is true the only reason i went on winners at war is because i knew it was going to be something special and it was going to be right. something exciting right. and i felt like i would maybe be missing out right. a little bit if i did but now at this point i've been a part of heroes versus villains mm-hmm. i've been a part of winners at war mm-hmm. i was on an original season that is Highly touted as one of the top 10 seasons of all time. Okay. Not by okay, everybody. Talk that talk, Tyson. Let me hear it. And Blood versus Water, I won. So, right. like, what like what in, else is there for you to do? And there yeah. would be a huge target. Not only because you won and you did all of that, because you're good at challenges. So that in itself, I think if you suck at challenges, they wouldn't. I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse at such challenges. A threat. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely getting worse at challenges. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Okay. But, but you never know. Never say never. I learned you that never know. Way. You honestly never know if the timing's perfect and I'm bored and uh, my kids at that point hate me. Then maybe, <laughs> you know, there might maybe some escapism for me. But uh, for right now, yeah, I, I don't necessarily see it in the cards. Um, okay. Riley, what else you got? Well, wait a second. I was going to say with heroes versus villains, what Sari, there are so many people from Micronesia there. Like, what if you had gotten and then been able to to work with Parvati again? Right, man. Oh, man. I think if I would have made it to the merge, (laughs) one. I know people like Russell, right? So Russell's, but I would have been able to. I think. 
You know, but if I would have made it to the merge, uh-huh. that means Russell and Parv both would have been gone. Oh, so then it would be a different situation. But I'm talking about me making it. To but the you're merge. just talking about you <laughs> making it to the merge. Everything else playing. <laughs> right. But that would mean that uh, some other people on the heroes might not necessarily be there as you're that dictating been, the game JT differently. JT wouldn't have been there. Okay. JT wouldn't have been there. Tom wouldn't have been there. Kobe okay. wouldn't have been there. Mm-hmm. That's all good. Outside for you. of that, I'm okay. You know, I'm because right. they those that's who was targeting me from the door, right. from before the door opened. On the other side of the door, I was their target. So had I survived that, they wouldn't have been there. And Kobe then Donaldson. I might have had a Kobe. Right, that's Kobe. Real muscles are fake muscles. <laughs> now what? <are> <laughs> <laughs> Watered down muscles. <laughs> like, you know, you have Starbucks coffee and then you have Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. And then you have something below Dunkin' Donuts that's like a the- diner, <laughs> been there on the burner for a couple days. Right. Okay. I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> I know. But we're, we're having fun, right? We are. We are. Um, I want to get to Eric's uh, oh, Lord, Eric's blunder. And there was a slow build to it in that, uh, there were a couple things that stood out to me and we went over them with Eric a little bit. We see Ozzy's blind side. Then we see Parv pretty much tell James, like, it's the women. I'm not going with the men. I can't beat you guys in the end. Was that all, was that sentiment true to all of you? Did you feel like if, if you personally went to the end with Ozzy or if you personally went to the end with James, were you getting beat? What, uh, was that like a sentiment shared by everybody in that alliance or was that uh, Parv sales pitch? I think it was more, no, because clearly James, James didn't, James is a cool guy, but James is really shy and quiet. So right. James didn't really formulate those relationships that would push you to vote for him in the end. You know right. what I mean? You wouldn't necessarily want to vote him out, but at the end, you you don't really have a catalog to support voting for him. So he admits no. being antisocial, and he yeah, yeah he kind of shyish, nice yeah. guy, like the big silent type. The you know yep. Um, and Ozzy at that point, nobody really liked Ozzy like that besides Amanda, because okay. Ozzy was so Ozzy. You know, he yeah. was the arrogant. I'm I'm the best. I'm the coolest. I'm the most handsome, I'm the strongest, I'm the smartest, um, which some of that was true, but not all of it. And then you don't push it in my face. So don't, you know, shove it down my throat. And that's, I was young and arrogant back then. Yeah. So nah, that wasn't really, that was, uh, uh, poverty was just playing game. And she knew that she had a better chance to come with the girls and win. Okay. Smarter her, but nah, okay. she knew it was BS. She wasn't afraid to take them to the end. Okay. She just, yeah. yeah, she just needed a reason for nice. everybody to rally behind and then right. tell them and that as well. You have to for say jury votes. management. Jury yep. ma- exactly. Bing okay. bong. <laughs> um, so we see, so we see that happen. Then we see uh, James. Yeah, we see Parv tell James that it's an all girls thing, but then James does not really make a move against the women at that point. He just like kind of lets it happen. He doesn't go to Eric. He Eric said he didn't go to anybody and and even say that the women were a sure thing and that was the way it was. So what move is he going to make at that point? He's going to get Eric and he's going to get 
Jason, because those two are okay. still in. That's uh-huh. definitely not the majority. But then right. those three at least try to rally someone like who's who's still there is is Amy's gone already. So yeah, so it's everybody Amanda, else is me, gone. Parvati, Natalie, and so you Alexis. already have. So you already have that final five, and nobody right. of those five was going and, uh, anywhere. Can't do okay. anything with that. The yeah, no. Mm-mm. So okay. and I think James knew. James had been with us long enough in that group. My Parvati and Amanda had already been in the in the showman's group. So I don't know if he felt that that relationship was stronger than his relationship in the group and just yep. kind of figured, you know what, why even waste my breath making myself look foolish where I can't wait and just sit back and maybe I save myself a couple of votes because if I start now against them, now they just go instead of whoever they're targeting is going to come to me because I don't really have the numbers. Right. It okay. could have been what he was thinking. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I just know that uh, <laughs> if I were in that position, <laughs> you're going to do something. I would be on high scramble mode. At that point. <laughs> like I'm doing anything at the very least. I'm making everyone very upset. That's why you won though, Tyson. Yeah. You have to have that attitude. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. I'm a little crazy. I don't care. Y'all going to be mad. I'm not just going to lay down and take it. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So he does that. And then, uh, and then we see Jason's uh, entertainment value wise, uh, <laughs> Jason with the fake idol with Eliza. It's just fun to stick, have a front row Tyson. seat. That you know what it was? It was so obvious that it was a stick. So yeah. it was hilarious. <laughs> it just showed the difference between experience mm-hmm. and non-experience. It put that on blast. So for all those companies out there that's hiring these uh, master's degree, PhD kids with no experience and passing up the people with years and years of experience because they got a piece of paper, go back to that moment. You would have known it's just a stink if you had played before. But it was fun to watch. Yeah, it looked like it was a lot of fun to watch. (laughs) I mean... To Jason's credit, he has to just be like, well, maybe it is because he found it. He found it in the parchment, whatever. And then Eliza is just like a Hail Mary, like doesn't look real, but what else do I have? Yeah, may as well. If there's a 1% chance. Take that 1%. Exactly. Take that 1%. Um, We touched uh, in other podcasts on experience in the game, the learning curve of Survivor. It's not even a fair fight against these, these fans. <laughs> Is it? What? No, because you can read, you can watch, you can, you know, listen to as much as you can. But w- until you're out there, until you understand, like it's something as small as not knowing. Like, for instance, my first season was Shane Quinton. Yeah. I was on like cloud nine. Woo-hoo! Somebody wants to quit. Let them quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not knowing that the emotional roller coaster of Survivor, as it is, this happens all the time. And the person may be adamant. They're going home tonight. They don't give no damn and then get to tribal council. Like, yeah, no, I felt I feel a little better. I think I want to hang around. But you only get that from playing and seeing that happen because in the real world, usually if I'm telling you at my job, I quit, I'm tired of this shit. I slam my computer laptop down and I throw my badge at you. 
I ain't coming back. Yeah. <laughs> but in Survivor, it's a little bit different. Right. Until they walk that person out, the torch is snuffed and they're gone. Exactly. They're still in the game. And right. we had uh, on my original season, uh, Jerry asked to quit because his stomach was hurting him so bad. And mm-hmm. even still, I recognized a little bit, like I was like, he's not gone yet. Let's see if we can like, he's on my side. Let's see if I can keep him around. Let's see if we can still work our plan. And we couldn't, but like, I wasn't like fully forgetting mm-hmm. that plan until he was all the way Walked out the out. door. Yeah, yeah. Tr- snuffed, and, torched. I mean, my, torch snuffed. <laughs> torch snuffed. And my argument too is that these newcomers, while they see it on the screen, it's not the same as feeling the mm. sting of defeat. Exactly. And knowing that they're Somebody. willing to crush you and yeah. you better be willing to crush them. Yeah. Because you can say that to yourself, but until you fully get crushed, mm-hmm. you don't understand what it means. Yeah. To your blind side, even, even if you're still there and you're on the outside of the vote, not knowing what's going on, yeah. and you thought you were, that's when it becomes real. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. They, they are really playing this game. And that's when you realize you know nothing. Right. You don't know nothing. That's exactly right. Uh, mm-hmm. So we get to that moment after uh, a handful of amazing blindsides with Ozzy and with Jason in very similar fashion. And uh, we, and then, yeah. And then we see the stick play. We see Alexis getting blindsided as well. And we get to that moment with Eric. Ah. He has the immunity necklace. He's been on an immunity run. He's, He's killing it. Mm-hmm. A challenge beast. Beast. And he, and I think it was your idea to get Natalie. The, the, do you take credit for that as your, you were, it was your brainchild. Listen, okay. it was like a, what you call a Hail Mary? Like, I didn't yes. even believe it. I didn't even believe it. It was just something you, because Natalie did have a good mouthpiece. Right. And I had spent time with Natalie and she kind of told me, you know, her relationship with Eric. And she was a little bit pissed off because she didn't take her to the challenge. So I knew they had something or were supposed to have something. Right. Because Eric took Amanda to the reward over Natalie, even though he told them both he was going to take them. Correct. So Natalie, with her being so devastated, it let me know like, oh, so y'all been kind of chopping it up. Y'all thought you you thought you had a relationship with him. Right. So if anybody, especially because she's a good talker, if anybody, Mm -hmm. he's not going to believe any of us. We needed her who she's already formulated this relationship with. It was just like a shot in the dark. You think you could talk him into taking and giving you the necklace? Just like that. It wasn't even like I didn't even really believe it. And well, then watching like, uh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> well, watching that roundtable discussion there on the logs that five, four of you were having at the time, mm-hmm. I was like, and even viewers, I think, are like, that was so dumb of Eric to do. But the moment where you said, tell Eric if he gives you the necklace, then I will vote with you too. That is the moment where I was like, that is brilliant. And that is what will sell this move to Eric. If if yeah. if he's going to take the bait, he's only taking the bait because to get, get Suri to numbers. do the vote the way he wants to. He thinking, wants it exactly, yes. and That's so exactly right. That is for me like the cherry on top. 
the only reason that he took the bait. And that was the what else do we have to offer? There was nothing yeah. else to offer yeah. that. And 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 on the other thing is Eric was already playing in game. So Eric yes. was already doing jury management. And he also thought that would be redemption because Eric, Eric was a young boy, you know, so he kind of got caught out there trying to play the field with a bunch of chicks. You know, yep. you if that happens in real life. You think you're the man and you got a bunch of chicks and you don't plan on them running into each other. And then one sees the other <laughs> one at the nail salon and you call one like, oh, is that you? Jason? Jason who? Oh, I'm dating a Jason too. Where are you from? That kind of happened. We had the right. conversation, heard he was wooing us all the same way and we called him out on it. So now he has two reasons. One's for me to vote his way. And two, jury management, this will be a redeeming factor if they see that I went this far. You know what I mean? So right. and to his credit, he was thinking, you know, but he just, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I went over that with him. And my opinion as a viewer and as a uh, four-time player of the game is even if he would have made it to the end with any of you four, he oh, wouldn't yeah. have won. There's no yeah. way he would have won. And he like, as much as he re maybe regrets this move, he can at least be like, oh, I would not have won against any of the four because right. especially when he started admitting that he was trying to play all of you and had gotten caught and was apologizing because the moment you right. apologize, you admit guilt and you right. look weak to the jury. You <laughs> are not owning up to the moves you've been at least trying to make. And I remember so, that. And, <laughs> and at 22... Right. I'm not giving a 22 year old kid right. a million dollars, not in a, right. uh, like a never. And so like for those two reasons, I was like, Eric, uh, my perspective is, is, and he already, I said, do you think you would have won? He's like, I don't know, maybe with this and that. And I was like, my perspective, you would not have won against any of those four. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Eric would have won against Natalie. The maybe only person he, he might have won. I was just Natalie. about to say is the only person he potentially could have pulled it off against is Natalie. And that would only be because you're sitting there with Natalie and you've mm -hmm. been a challenge beast and you are 22 years old and you did some kind of way outlast all of us. Um, yeah. And you had you, you made a dumb, you know, a mistake. But we all were playing each other. You know what I mean? Right. It depends on sure. people's mindset at the time. So he, I would give him a, a, a 30, but, 70 chance against Natalie. Okay. But if, a possibility. He, if he hadn't given up his necklace there weren't uh -huh. the three of you just gonna vote out natalie yeah <laughs> so he was he wasn't winning yeah so no, that we uh, had made a pact to the end from like well part right. and i from day two we yeah. amanda came in on it maybe like day three or four from day three or four it was us three to the final three that we okay. thought yeah It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We get down to that moment and then you send Natalie home. And you and Amanda have an argument. You get back to camp. Oh, well, that was some psycho bullshit, just to keep it frank. Like, what are you talking? <laughs> Amanda, you know what it is? I think Amanda knowing the outcome. Oh, but she didn't know, right? No, Did she, she know didn't know. She, wanted to- okay. she didn't know. So she, I, know I think I, I was told, uh-huh. I was told as I was going through casting in token chains by people in casting uh, that Amanda was convinced by the end of filming Micronesia that she had won both seasons back to back a million dollars each. <laughs> and that was, and so that, that was me. So taking what I had heard hilarious. there, that is funny, <laughs> right? <laughs> stop it. You gotta stop it. Shut up. No, for real though. Amanda, but come on. For real, I heard that. So, uh, okay. so take that. Yeah. So maybe if that was her mindset, then, but I think the argument like, and she probably kind of fessed up to it a little bit was just like, she had done two seasons back to back. That's emotionally draining, physically yeah. draining, mentally yeah. draining. It was like psycho. And it really yeah. was no basis for the argument. She was upset because I stated, and I wasn't, this wasn't even gameplay. This was just facts. Right. Jeff asked about alliances or where you stand in alliance. And I'm like, shoot, I've been on the bottom of the alliance since I got here because that's how I felt. And that's yes. what it was. Yes. That's all. And she took that as uh, jury management on my part. And it wasn't. And that's where it got all, you know, for no reason. It was just. I mean, you know, the jury definitely would look favorably, favorably upon that statement. But it was facts. But I wasn't it, even yeah. playing it that way. It was the fact. Well, I walked in. It was these two groups and just me. Right. right? Then I joined yeah. a five, six person alliance that had already known each other and been aligned. So where do I stand? Yeah. Right. And then with yeah. Poverty and Amanda, once they got all together and in love and we, they poverty got the opportunity to spend time with Alexis and Natalie, which I didn't have. So she brought them in. So where do I stand in that? Not in right. the top. So I was just stating the facts and I wasn't even really using it for jury management. And that's why I was like, kind of like, what? what are you talking about? Like, chillax. Yeah. I mean, from if, if I'm on the jury and I'm watching you do that and I can have already seen that that is the truth, then I'm like, yeah, Sari's right. She's speaking the truth. That's uh, favorable. Uh, if I'm in Amanda's position and watching <laughs> you say that, maybe she's it. maybe she's feeling like she got got and that you like she was like thinking that you weren't aware that you were number three in that group or something. And then, you know how when people get got got, they lash out a little bit. Could and be. Uh, Could yeah, be. That I makes had sense. A, I had a Tina Wesson lash out <laughs> quite heavily at me after she got got. Oh, uh, no. People hate for you to see their truth. Like, stop it. Don't be mad at me because yeah. I know the truth that you don't think I know. Right. <laughs> How dare you? Don't get them. But I still love Amanda. But it's yeah. hilarious. You thought she won both seasons. <laughs> I can't get over that. 
Okay. Okay. Man, can you imagine uh, a month in your life where you felt like you had two million dollar paydays (laughs) coming in? No, that year. Devastation afterwards. Oh my god! Yeah, they both get ripped away. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I would do at that point, Suri, is move to Montana, hide forever, never talk to anyone, and not do anything about Survivor ever again. (laughs) Now you understand, Amanda. I love Rough. you, Amanda. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> so then you get down to that and you have the final challenge. Oh, sons and of you so were and so close. And- Dyson. Oh my God. First of all, Flim Flam, Hoodwink, Bamboozle. How the hell every season up until now, it's a final three. And now, lo and behold, oh no, psych, it's a final two. The rumor is they changed it, right? Yeah. They changed it because of all the injuries or some nonsense, but they could do whatever they want to do. They could do whatever they want to do. You know, and I know Tyson, they can do whatever they want to do. They have to frame it in a way that they didn't do it because of what was happening in the game. Yes. (laughs) But like what I'm telling you, Suri, (laughs) is that... They do. What? They like they see this. They see this all girls alliance go all the way to the end. There's not enough like, oh, they needed one more like big like devastation. Ah, devastation. Stab. That's <laughs> my theory is that they were like, we need one more gut punch for the audience. There you go. Let's switch it on these three who have been together <laughs> since day one. The they exactly. think they got it in the bag. Yeah, Let's yeah. throw one more you know, stick in the spokes. And that's, I've always been of the impression that that game format can change on a dime to throw people off and the, whether or not they're allowed to do that or whatever, you know what? I don't know. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that. Is that how you feel? Is that production felt like they needed one more gut punch for the audience? And that was a, fairly last minute thing. You just never know. You think that I do believe it was a last minute thing for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Maya, it may have been um, injury related, but you it's twofold. You got the, okay, so we have to do something because we're going to be short uh, an episode or whatever, or extend whatever we have to do. Mm -hmm. But how great for TV is it going to be here? They all on the high horse. They got Eric out. He mm-hmm. was the only one standing in the way to challenge bees because what they said it from the beginning, the three amigos, they think they made it. What, uh, like you said, they, a blindside, you, a season of blindsides. Let's do one last blindside, but yeah. on them. Of course, yeah. it was great for TV. And I hate all of them for it. <laughs> <laughs> we all I don't do, even think but it we was coming back. For TV. I don't even think it was great for TV. I feel like if the three of you, if it had been Final Tribal with the three of you, like that would have been great TV. That would have been a bad, well, it would have been a battle of sorts because I'm sure Amanda would have gave her a million dollars to go with my other million already won speech. Party is a good mouthpiece. But they was they would not have been ready for me. If you listen, (laughs) I might be shooting myself in the foot by even saying this. Don't ever let me talk to the jury. (laughs) I don't know a jury in America from here, survivor to the Supreme Court, that would not 
grant me that million dollars. Ooh, I know a few people on Survivor that uh, might give you a run for your money. I'm ready. I'm ready. You you have no idea, Tyson. (laughs) Me. Oh, we have a good one. Kim. Listen, I'm ready. Jeremy. Me, Kim, and Jeremy, and you, I think would be... A tribal. mock, you want to yeah, do a mock tribal with it. us four? <laughs> but we have to play an entire game so we can build up a catalog to sell to people. So this is going to take a lot of effort, but I think it'll be worth it. Uh, uh, I agree. So, uh, yeah. No, but I don't disagree. I think you are one of a handful of Survivor contestants that you absolutely do not want to give a seat to at the finals. And uh, that is because you know your audience, you know who you are as a person, and you can articulate both of those things well. And so I think that anybody who is uh, talented no, no, at that- No, 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 don't listen to him. Take me, take is me. very dangerous. <laughs> take but I think me. that was part of our <laughs> problem on Winners at War is that Winners at War, like nobody was taking me to the end because they yeah. were like, we can't out-talk him at the end. Yeah. They weren't taking yeah. Jeremy for the same reason. They weren't taking Kim right. for the same reason. Right. And we didn't figure that out until like too late in the game where we were like, yeah. oh, nobody wants to go Shrek's. to the end with us three. Right, right. So, I, I always knew. That was my, I think Micronesia, well, Panama, because I lost the fire uh, thing. Panama and Micronesia were my, probably my biggest opportunities to be it. Now, too many people you know, I don't know. I don't know. They would have to get a whole bunch of people like you who did not watch the show, who were just casted, saw, you know, didn't really know the history of the show. Yeah. I feel for me to be able to, um, you know, you versus a bunch theory. of 18 year olds. Uh, well, they could be 25 and just don't watch Survivor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or 30. <laughs> um, so you're saying final three, you're definitely winning. Hands, listen. I so love that my means ladies. that that means final two with either one of them. You're also winning. Absolutely, and I, I don't love disagree. Parf. I don't I love disagree. Parf, but if my most the most competition would have been par, but I would have got it. Okay, Riley. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Okay, Thank you, Riley. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a double edged sword because it feels good to know, but also like you were so close, and that's and to know that. <sighs> Everybody agrees that uh, along with yourself that you would have won doesn't make it that much easier. Uh, Almost doesn't count. Almost doesn't count, but it counts for something. I mean, you've been back (laughs) multiple times since then. Yeah, I've gotten so much more. You would think I've won with everything that I've gotten out of being on Survivor. And you know what's so crazy? Even though I was a fan. Again, I told you I didn't research anything. So I just watched like just a regular TV show that I really like. I never knew of all this stuff that came after. I didn't I didn't even know that you got paid what if you didn't win. I didn't well, I know they, that you made any money at all. I think they keep that under wraps, especially like earlier. They used to just like right. they didn't want the public rap. knowing that. They yeah. wanted winners, winners take all, and it's a huge risk for everybody else. And that's yeah. what I thought. And it then went they went out there like <laughs> they wanted the viewers to to think it was happening real time. Do you remember yeah. when you'd get like feedback from viewers who were just like, "Next week, watch out, JT <laughs> and Steven are coming for you." And I'm like, "This was six months ago, Dude, dog." And like, <laughs> they don't know. They don't. They know. don't know. Bless their hearts. <laughs> yeah, that's all changed now. People are are more privy yeah, to the insider they know scoop. A lot of stuff. Right. 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 So. So. 
so I have one more question for you and Riley mm-hmm. may have some as well, but my question is this, if you could rewind any moment back to any moment in that season and replay from there, mm. what moment would it be? What would give you the best chances of getting to final two? Would you just replay the, the final uh, challenge again or would you go back further and try and uh, maybe go with Penner's direction or maybe go with Ozzy and mm-hmm. James? What is, what is uh, the moment? Bar, you know, the replaying the final challenge is a given. But what I would, the one moment that I would have probably rewind, rewound is the argument with Amanda at Tribal. Because in hindsight, had I not, put her off or made her feel uncomfortable in any way and taking all of that energy and put it into convincing her and explaining to her why she wouldn't win against poverty. At that point, after that uh, disagreement at tribal, it was pretty much not nothing I could say to her to say, take me over poverty. But had that situation not happened, I think I would have given it a shot just like the stick and just like Eric, I would have been more apt to give it a shot and try to talk her into taking me over poverty. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I think, uh, I know that that's the first time I've really asked that question, but I've thought it myself a lot about my seasons and and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it gets tricky because if you go back too far, there's too much gameplay that's unknown. So it's like, it doesn't really matter at that point, but, uh, Riley, any uh, closing uh, questions for Sari? Yeah, I have a weird question. There's there's like a rumor uh, floating around. Is it that... going to make us uncomfortable? No, it won't make us uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, not no, no, that no, no, weird. no, no. This okay. is just this is just. There's a lot of like there's a lot of just unsubstantiated stuff about all the Survivor seasons that floats around. So that's why I always start things with like, oh, there's like this rumor. It's me admitting that like I don't know if this is true or not. It's just something I've seen. All right. Uh, but I've seen that like Eliza was going to try to force a tie at the final tribal council that she was trying to figure out whether she should vote Parv or Amanda because it could have been a four four tie. Have you heard anything about that? No, they wanted poverty bad. They that want, side, yeah. For me to go with that side, they wanted poverty as as much as everyone on that side told me it was like Parv's got to go, which obviously they were right. You see, she won, but right. yeah, no, there was never a question of Parv or Amanda. They wanted poverty. Was that a tough decision for you? No, who, who not, vote for? Yeah. no, because I had already decided I was going to go on that, that, that team because they were too scattered and not trustworthy sounded. But voting for, but voting the, for a million dollars. Voting for a million dollars for Amanda or Parv, was that a, a tough decision for you? Or you mm, no, or was there I'm like a, a pretty clear? Chick. I'm loyal. And I told you poverty got me from the second. You right. know what happened? Jeff said, we're standing there getting ready to start. <laughs> and it was like this whole, you know, the ocean or whatever right there. And Jeff saying on the other side of the ocean is something. Oh, there's some kind of there's idols. There's three okay, idols yeah. or two idols or something like that. And, and we all like, okay, you know, and, and we're previous players. So we waiting for the boat to pull up, you know, okay. We're going to shut down. They're going to take us over there. We're going to reach. Everybody's standing there looking at Jeff. He's like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. And go whenever. Like, go? 
across the water. So, I, you know, everybody knows water ain't my thing. And I'm going. And halfway in, you can walk the whole thing. Halfway across, okay. right? Or yep. maybe three quarters of the way across. At that third quarter, it gets a little sketchy for the non-swimming people. And as I'm ready to set that panic in, Poverty reaches out and grabs my hand and was like, come on, you got to just, you can turn over and flow. And, and as we're doing that, as we come up, she's like, me, you to the end. I got your back. You got mine. Lock solid. I'm a loyal type. She never gave me a reason not to believe that that was so. She maintained that the whole trip. So when it came to the vote, she had my vote. Okay, good. That's a good info and intel for uh, the viewers. I mean, we watch Amanda and she seems kind of like, and people even said it on the season, she seems kind of like eyes glazed, <laughs> empty, expressionless. <laughs> uh, legs is what I call the man. I, she I had saw the that. longest legs yeah. in the world was just so, I don't know. It was just her pouty, pretty girl thing that, yeah. you know, made her come across that way because I really liked her. If there was no party, I would have voted Amanda. <laughs> I had, I've only had like one real interaction with Amanda uh -huh. and it was photo shoots for heroes versus villains. Mm -hmm. And we did a full cast one and right. they did it on this like jaggedy, rocky, like beach thing. I was and they there. were like, yeah, you were there. Uh -huh. And they said, we need a couple people to kneel in front. And nobody mm -hmm. wanted to kneel on this jaggedy rock stuff. So we're looking at each other. Uh, <laughs> me and Amanda look at each other and we're both kind of like, I don't want to kneel on this. And I kneel down and she uh, whispers to me, thanks for taking one for the team. And I immediately disliked her. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm not on, I'm not on your team. <laughs> Who's team what? Here. We're a team here. What are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> like I was just like, get out of here, dude. And uh, yeah. But Thanks for taking same, one for the yeah, team. I'd have voted for her that night. You got to go yeah. get out of here. We're trying to play. <laughs> really? Really? I look back all about. Yeah, I would have felt the same way. <laughs> Oh, I didn't well, know that. That's good intel. Yeah, That's funny. Yeah. And now we're really never going to get her on this podcast, Tyson. Oh, we yeah, will. No. She won't. <laughs> I, I think, honestly, uh -huh. I think if I could get her contact info enough to, you know, butter her up a little bit, I think we could get her. I don't know if she's done anything. When's the last I thought she did something with anything? Dalton Ross like a couple years ago. Did she not? Yeah. Or that was just some old stuff that he had drudged up, maybe. I don't but remember. I feel I like, know. yeah, I don't know. I think. I like, uh, uh, I think that, the devastation of losing two million dollars that you won, yeah, might have just pushed her out. Like, you know what? I'm good on it. Yeah, that could be. That could be. But I'm pretty fun to talk to, and I for you some are. reason feel like most and people I enjoy would enjoy it. Thank you, Sari. <laughs> two last things. Okay. Have you been invited to seasons that you were not on? Like, did you go through casting for other seasons? How many? What were they? I was called right before Winners at War turned into Winners at War. I did all the way up to the psych. I did like medical stuff, contracts, everything. And then I guess it shifted to Winners at War from whatever it was going to be. Did you see casting or did you see other people out there at casting or did they keep you all private? No, I didn't even, we didn't, I didn't, with the contract signing and all of that and the medical stuff for Winners at War, I never left to oh. go anywhere. So I didn't get to go out. You, you didn't go to LA and do your psych no. and stuff? 
Okay. Mm-mm. They I did it um via internet. No, no. Actually, they had me do a local psych. Go oh. to a psych person in my town. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had heard that to really cleanse the palate from season thirty nine, they had they felt like they had to do something really spectacular. So that was when Winners at War happened after the. I heard that Jeff wanted moi and CBS wanted y'all. Oh. <laughs> so you think That's CBS is more powerful than Jeff? Uh, apparently that's what i hear that, jeff was fighting tracks. for for his you know yeah and then the cbs wanted the winners at war theme is what i heard now it could be yeah and uh i think that yeah isn't C- cbs is probably the ultimate decider in everything but uh that was interesting because i i didn't get any phone calls for whatever season 40 was going to be but i got a lot of people like Hey, what are you hearing about 40? Like trying to get information from me. I was like, I'm not hearing anything. Leave me alone. And then, uh, and then I, I didn't get a call till like January. Really? Uh, You think you are alternate? Uh, no. For winners at war. Yeah. No, I think that, that, I think they had contacted some winners to go on whatever season 40 was going to be. So they already had some winners. Oh, okay. And, okay. and they had called, I think they had called pretty much everybody like a year or two before that or emailed or something that was just like, Hey, would you be interested in playing again? If the opportunity, like they already kind of like thinned out Set their the Rolodex yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, that's, yeah, it was, uh, it was fast how it came together. That was pretty fast. It was wow. only a few months. See, they know they got to give me like two, three months notice. Cause I've been eating cakes and I might. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm telling you here are uh, winners at war. I kept saying, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get in shape. And then you get to a point where you're like, yeah, never mind. I'll just, like, <laughs> I'll just try my hardest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's my strategy every time. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question you've already answered so many times, would you go back? The answer is yes. Uh, <laughs> Survivor, yes. are you listening? CBS, are you listening? Sari, yeah, I guess I would. I wants guess to I go would. back. Well, it's shorter now. It's only twenty six days. Oh, so easy, right? <laughs> well, easier than thirty nine. So really much Twenty six yeah. days. I was like, yep. okay, I can do this. Yeah, so probably, yeah, I'd definitely go. Call me Jeff, Matt V Dub. Yeah, and uh, okay, I'm excited. I'm excited to watch you again from my couch. Uh, my dream <laughs> is that uh, they invite Rachel back because I would much prefer to just watch Rachel play again rather than me have to go on for well, number five. Up, you know, if something happens, I can. I will. Up. I will definitely. I mean, <laughs> I guess we're both four-time players. I mean, the only reason to go yeah. back is honestly, the bulk of the reasons I go back now are to spite the people who don't get to go back. <laughs> Like I'm like, you know how mad this is gonna make the 600 people no who you didn't were on get the villains, Tyson. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are gonna boy. be so mad. I'm here for a fifth time, and they haven't even gotten a second time. They're gonna be so mad. Uh, terrible. <laughs> I know. I can't help it. I'm trying so hard, but in a good way. <laughs> I know it is. It's it's fun. Thank you, Cerise, so much for your time, uh, Riley. Oh, thank thank you, you for being my uh, always loyal sidekick. Uh, thus far. Sari, hopefully we'll talk to you uh, during season 42, but we'll book that in the future. Let me know. Let me know. Riley, 
It's been a pleasure again. Get a little bearded, you know, a little bit, just a little something. Get a <laughs> just five o'clock we'll shadow or to let us right. trust you. Help a sister oh, out of trying to embrace you. <laughs> I can't. I can't do five o'clock shadow. Wish I could. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs>